with the, for Eckler. Eckler inside his blocks. 40, 35, still on his feet, and going to go the rest of the way. Rivers check into that run play and able to move the chains as the Chargers are past midfield. A gap pressure and in stride he goes to Eckler. Austin Eckler, one of the better receiving backs in the NFL. Eckler to the five, to the end zone. Chargers win it. I don't think there's much more that needs to be said there. Is uh, that was Austin Eckler doing what he does best, making plays and scoring touchdowns. And I'm delighted to say that he joined me all the way from LA for episode 5 of the Prattling Pigskin. I know I've been hyping this episode up for what feels like forever, but I promise you it is worth it. We spoke all things NFL 2020. We spoke about his Twitch gaming, his new Twitch gaming career. And we even had time to talk about the important things in life like who would win a Royal Rumble out of the LA Chargers locker room. So there's not much more that needs to be said. Just sit back, enjoy this one. It's one for the ages. And please do drop us a like and a share. It really, really does help us out. And I promise you, this one is worth it. Like I say, without further ado, here's me and Austin speaking all things pigskin. Enjoy. So ladies and gentlemen, I promised you a very, very good guest this week. And I deliver. I always deliver. I'm very hyped to say joining me all the way from LA. Honestly, I'm so hyped. I nearly did the um, the air guitar celebration, but I'll save the embarrassment uh, for myself <laughs> there. But Austin Eckler is joining me from LA. How are you doing, Austin? Hey, thanks, Ben. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for that uh, that intro there. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry. We'll start off with the classic question: with uh, how's the last few months been for you? I know you've just spoke about. Um, potential of the season or potential of training returning but uh, so how's the last few months played out for you right so it's been it's been up and down um, especially out in California just because you know things started shutting down in March out here and then things started opening up and then now recently things have started shutting down again so it's been kind of hard to get a set routine in um, you know I'm fortunate enough to have some connections to get um, some gym access and stay in shape. And then I have a um, little gym set up at home as well. And it's been a different world as far as sports and content. So that's kind of why you kind of see my setup right now. I've been doing some streams yeah. and stuff like that to keep uh, everyone engaged uh, up on Twitch. But um, other than that, it's kind of just been, what can I do to keep myself busy? Because everything started shutting down. I didn't have any more signings. I didn't have any fundraisers, any events to go to during the off season that I would usually do. And I kind of just found myself with an empty plate and was kind of going crazy. At first, I was like, man, I'm going to play, able to play so many video games. Then I played for about a week and I'm like, okay, I, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, I got to do something else. <laughs> and so, yeah, I started starting up some other things off, uh, off the field. Well, instead of um, just playing video games, you ended up streaming video games as well then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I actually ended up starting a, a group called Gridiron Gaming Group, trying to get a community together of athletes and start streaming. I'm just uh, the only person in it right now, just kind of showing what other people can do, just kind of showing the potential. But then also started a foundation where I'm gonna help out people through scholarships and just uh, just needs in life, like this, whether it's like connections, uh, whether it's funding, whether it's just, you know, a little bit of motivation. And, you know, that's kind of in a raw state right now, not really narrowed down. But then I also have started my brand, um, the Austin Eckler brand and so start getting apparel and stuff like that so I've, I've been keeping myself busy once uh 
I figured out I needed to do something. <laughs> yeah, so hey, you sound like you've probably been busier with everything that's going on than if it hadn't, if COVID hadn't happened. Like you seem to have ended right. up with so many more little strings to your bow, if you, if you can say that. Right. I mean, I feel like just motivated people. I feel like it probably was happening for a lot of people where there's like, there's not anything going on that they were doing before. So you got to kind of fill that void with something productive. You just got to keep filling your mind with, you know, the feeling of production. And so that's kind of how it was for me. You know, I haven't started my brand yet. I'm going to my third year to sign a new contract, probably be out here in LA for the next four years, hopefully if I can see throughout my whole uh, contract. And so kind of try to capture this market and help out the community at the same time. Well, we'll certainly touch on your brand and the foundation a little bit later, but in terms of the uh, Twitch, because you started a YouTube channel, I see as well, but in terms of the Twitch world, it's, it's like you touched on playing a lot of games. It's just gaming something you've always been pretty much into, so you've decided to turn it into a, well, into right. a streaming community as well. Right, and so with, with Twitch, uh, I'm glad you bring it up because I'm super passionate about it. But uh, yeah, like you said, I used to always play video games, and then uh, I started streaming. I always used to watch uh, people stream on Twitch. Uh, my Twitch name's Austin Eckler. Just go search me if you want to join in. But it's more than just um, video games and things like that. Uh, at first, it started out like with the idea maybe I'd stream some video games, but then I kind of just kind of got bored around that idea just because that's just me playing video games. Everyone watched me, and I didn't, I didn't really like that. I wanted that interaction part. So mm. uh, for like the first like 30 minutes of my stream, I'll do giveaways. Um, I'll do... Uh, just interaction, say hi to everyone, say what's up, just, you know, talk about whatever's going on in life, you know, ask some questions to people, see everyone, everyone's doing. And then we might, you know, get into some video games uh, later on. But all the games that I play on there are with the stream or with the viewers. I, it's never okay. just by myself. Uh, you know, I might bring in one of my teammates, one of my friends, and we'll play. We're always playing with the viewers. So that's why I want it to be. I want it to be centered around the community and just have the community build itself and they're all interacting. They all feel involved. Uh, and if you can do that, you know, it's like a two way beneficial, just thing that you're creating the community just benefits both sides because they're getting involved and they feel like, Oh, I'm actually like talking to Austin, hanging out. And then I also, you know, benefit just by just getting that interaction and getting my name out there. Sweet. So what's your go-to game then at the minute? I, I, I clicked on your stream the other day and it was like some wacky golf game. I had no idea what was going on, but um, <laughs> so what's the, what's the go-to so, game for you? <laughs> so like I said I'll play anything whatever the community wants to play we're playing it and so it's been a lot of Call of Duty Warzone just because that's that's cross-platform so I can play with people on console and then I play on PC so we can play together uh, but yeah I was playing some golf game uh, golf with friends I play I play this marble game so it's I play marbles for my giveaways where you type in exclamation point play in the chat and it puts you into my mm -hmm. screen as a marble and you go down whoever wins the race gets a giveaway and so I'll give away like uh, player cards, cash. Like I'm doing a giveaway probably this weekend, giving away some bobbleheads, <laughs> you know, things like that. Like okay. things that are like unique, you know, like you actually like, wow, I actually want to win this. Yeah. Um, just to keep it fun. And so like I do get some revenue from, you know, my subscribers and donations and things like that. But all the revenue that I get back, I just put it straight back into the community as far as giveaways and just content. So uh, it's a two-way street and it's just it's just a healthy relationship and it's fun for me too which I love it and that's why I'm trying to uh, start a community just of players and show like hey like you can get sponsors through this you can earn money you can grow your brand that's wicked is it a case of as well showing yourself like obviously to a lot of people even myself really it's like holy shit it's, it's Austin Eckler it's an NFL player but is it to yeah. kind of you showing like well, I'm just a normal guy I'll come play video yeah. games with you exactly you know it kind of cuts out the middleman. Uh, I feel like a lot of times there's not really a real interaction between players and 
uh, fans. It's usually they see us on uh, like TV or in like an article or something like that. And so that's kind of the idea about it is, you know, cut out the middle person, give someone a, not necessarily direct, but about as direct as I would like it to be as far as contact between you and I. Because uh, you have an open chat and, you know, I read the chat all the time and I'm interacting with everyone in there. That's, you know, what kind of drives the stream and steers it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I plan on doing it during the season as well. Uh, just to, can, you know, that's when it'll probably be even more interesting because fantasy will come into play. And I know that's going to be probably the biggest topic during the season when I'm streaming, but uh, it'll still be fun. I know uh, there's going to be some up days and some down days, but I'm prepared <laughs> for all of it. Uh, for the most part, so far, we have a pretty chill uh, community over there. Not too much toxicity, so I enjoy it. Well, I was going to touch on this a little bit later, but seeing as you're on the point, I'm pretty sure you're aware that you went a little bit viral a few days ago on Twitter. I don't know if you... <laughs> And you probably know what I'm talking about. You seem to get into a little bit of a debate with um, the fantasy football counsellor. <laughs> so, yes, yes, what, I did. What was, that, what was that all about? Is that, was that just you defending your corner? That was actually, that's the first time I've ever responded to someone post about fantasy football. And the only reason I responded, because I, I looked at this guy's account, I got like tagged in it, like, Austin, awesome, come look at this. And I was like, all right, let's see what this guy's talking about. And so I go in there. And this is this guy who's got somewhat of a following. So, okay, he must, you know, have some respect on what he's saying and the content he's putting out there. And I look at his content, and it's like, these running backs suck. And it's me, <laughs> and it's somebody else. And I'm just like, like for fantasy picks, I'm like, that, that makes no sense. Like, so I asked him, I was like, please explain. And then he had some, like, like old school way of, like, oh, your running back needs to do this. And I was just like, hey, man, like, you could like I told him basically it was like something about how he's it's looking at it closed mindedly. Like you need to open your mind. Like the game of football is about efficiency and consistency. And that's what I do on the field. So I kind of laid it out for him like that. And uh it was it was no hard feelings. It just I just felt like he was just taking like the old school approach. He's like, Oh, my running back needs to get two hundred and sixty carries. And it's like that's that's not how the game works anymore. Maybe maybe back in the day, but now it's just about hey, getting in the end zone and making plays. I did read the whole thread. Uh, I saw you like find your corner. I saw him saying that you basically what it was what you were saying there. Like you're not someone that runs a ball like 260 times or something. So, but I was like, you're I, right, man. I, but is you you'll be aware as much as anyone. Like, I don't. It obviously won't help that you've had Melvin Gordon there as well. But you're someone that since since the beginning of your NFL career, you've always had more receiving yards than rushing yards. From a personal perspective, do you think that's going to change this year? I'm just interested in myself in that. Um, there's no telling, man. Um, I could see, I could see myself having more receiving yards just because I feel like, as far as a player and a playmaker, I'm better when I get out in space, when I have like checkdowns and things like that. I feel like that's where I'm more effective. Uh, not saying I'm not effective running the ball, but uh, it just has been my tendency to be the most effective out in space, catching checkdowns or deep routes or whatever, what kind or whatever routes. Um, but yeah, so I could I could see that happening. I don't know. It's been a trend, like you said, and uh, I mean, for me, going into every season, I just look on to build off of the next year, like build off of last year, build off of last year, and so I'm looking to build off of last year again. And so I'm trying to bump up all those numbers. You know, I'm trying. It doesn't. I'm not like shooting like this is what the numbers I want to hit. It's nothing like that. It's just okay. As far as my efficiency, can I be more efficient, more effective than I was last year? And so that's what I've been able to do. And I just kept you know progressing through my my career now I find myself in a spot where I have a little bit more spotlight and a little bit more trust by the uh, the offense and our head coach so 
uh, I can see myself, I can see myself running the ball more. I can see, I can see myself doing it all, honestly. Like there's no, I can't even tell you. I know I'm just gonna have the ball in different situations. Well, no pressure, but you are uh, in the UK Pigskin Fantasy League. I'm my first round pick was you, so no pressure. But you have hey, to. Hey, let's go, man. For me, let's for go. me, for me, <laughs> to win my league, you have to perform. So uh, no pressure, Austin, in that sense. No it's all, I'm sure that'll be on your mind on the field that you have hey, to. That's all I know, man. <laughs> Do it for Ben. <laughs> but in, <laughs> I love it. But in terms of the actual season, I stick with the season. As far as I'm aware, face-to-face, and I think you touched at the beginning, face-to-face training hasn't yet returned or contact training, anything like that. What's, how's it been playing out at the minute? Is it just a case of Zoom calls and you've been told to do this and that and the other and you're just kind of trusted to do it? But right, so a lot I, of, I have no idea how that works. Yeah, a lot of you know, us staying in shape relies on us. Um, and that's kind of how it gets when you get to the NFL. You know, in college, they have a little bit more um, – uh, or uni – whatever, I don't know what you guys call it over there. There's uni. Different, different phrases. I was in Australia. They called college uni. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's uni. Don't worry. <laughs> you guys call it uni over there? Yeah, uni. Okay, okay. For <laughs> sure. So uni. When you're in uni playing football, they have a little bit more control over uh, what you're doing as far as your workouts and your schedule. But once you get to the professional league, it's more so on you. And if you aren't able to perform, there's going to be someone else that probably will be able to step up and take that spot. So it comes back to us, you know, uh, relying on each other just to stay in shape and get ready because yeah we only had zoom calls like you said we weren't allowed to have any face-to-face or any structured practices with the coaches so we had some zoom calls which is very limited as far as what you can do it's just basically mental uh there's no on the field work uh, so we had that for like four or five weeks i think it was but then yeah like i said everything else has been whether us players decide to get together or if you're just doing things on your own. And I know a lot of us, you know, we have to, we have to do stuff on our own just because there's so much uncertainty. Uh, we're, we're supposed to report the 27th of this month, so 20 days. And whether that's true or not, we have to prepare like it is because that's what it is right now. Uh, if that's going to be the case, we don't know. And oh, we hope it is because that means we're probably making some progress with COVID. But uh we're gonna train like it is regardless what's your honest thoughts then like on the upcoming season do you, do you expect it to go ahead and whatnot is or do you literally you literally just have no idea at the minute well as far as right now they canceled the first two preseason games so that's mm. not the best sign and i mean as far as progress and covid i feel like there hasn't really been any uh, if anything this past month i think we've taken a step back uh, just because mm. things started to open up especially in america and california uh, things started to open up maybe a little bit prematurely or maybe not with enough restriction. And so our cases started to increase. And I know that's obviously what we're trying to avoid. And so I, there's been more uh, restrictions implemented just in the past week over here in California. So uh, if we can get back to, I feel like, where we were before everything started opening, which is when everyone was staying inside and doing nothing, I feel like we might have a chance. Uh, as far as right now, I just – like, I, I want to be optimistic, but it's so hard because there's yeah. no progress, you know? Like, there's zero progress. And if, if we all, the world cares about this so much, then it's like we, we can't get everyone together like that. Uh, it's just not, it's not fair for us players. It's not fair for coaches. It's not fair for our communities, our families that we go home and see every day, you know, to be spreading this around. And, and shoot, I'm just, I'm just hoping for progress before, you know, we get into the building. 
I feel like even if it does go ahead from a personal point of view, like our football or soccer over here is obviously resumed now, but it's, there's no fans in the stadium. I feel like if the NFL does go ahead, it probably will be with no fans. But what's your thoughts on that? Would you rather not play the season if there was no fans or would you just be happy to be out there playing? No, I would definitely, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons as far as why we'd like to play. Um, fan Without fans, yeah, it would suck, but at least it, it progresses us through our careers. It progresses us another year. We're not basically losing a year into the game, which, I mean, I would gladly do if it's just for the sake of humanity, you know, mm. give up any, anything to save people. So if that's the case and we have to sit out, um, so be it. I'll absolutely do it. But if we can figure out a way to, you know, safely play the game, whether it's with no fans, whether it's us getting tested every day, uh, whatever the, you know, the precautions we have to take, if we can still play, that would be ideal for most of the NFL. I feel like there's not a lot of people that would sit out. Uh, you know, I see some, some players sitting out for the NBA start and even, you know, the MLB, Major League Baseball uh, over here. And, you know, it's a decision, you know, you might have people that are high risk at home. And so it might be, it's different for every, uh, I feel like situation in my situation, you know, like I live by myself. And so it'd just be me going into the facility. I'd be hanging out with those guys and working out with them. So uh, I'm really just need to protect myself from them. And so it's different for every situation, but uh, I would be okay with playing with no fans just to like progress ourselves through our careers and, you know, give some sort of content out there for the world to kind of just relax and see something new, but okay, yeah. some point of normal life is coming back. And so I think that would help just, you know, psychologically for a lot of people too. Would you still be rocking out the air guitar if you scored a touchdown there? Oh, Wait even harder, man. I feel like, it, I feel like if there was no fans, we have to be extra because we need to yeah. get a little bit more content just because we're missing out on a lot of revenue. So if we can get more eyes watching because we're having fun out there, everyone's doing, doing the thing, have the little unique dances and things like that, the things that help them stand out and make the game fun, then I feel like uh, we need to bring all of that up to the top. I did see um, when I looked up the egg time, I mean, it was pretty self-explanatory. I gathered you liked rock music, but when you explained it was because you was a fan of rock music. But um, what, what song are you playing then? What, what, when the touchdown, there's got to be a song in your head. <laughs> so there hasn't been a song in my head but it's been evolving it's been okay. evolving now it's so at first it was just like just because I love rock music but then through my years I'm like okay let's get a band together then I was like well, last year's like I was thinking about Aerosmith this year I feel like if we get out there I'm thinking about uh, Disturbed so it's gotten harder and harder <laughs> as far as the style of rock music and <laughs> it is what it is I don't know it's I have fun with it and that's just I hate it just because I'm just like this has got to be like what like a rock band just feels like the entire game when everyone's screaming the energy levels that is tight and everyone's just rocking just like let's go (laughs) how's the locker room feel about your music taste is it is there a lot of people that are into that or is it just are you the kind of the solo rock guy uh there I mean there's not a lot of people that are into it I would say I'm probably you know in the minority as far as my taste in music but uh you know they're very open they're not like ah you like your music sucks like (laughs) <laughs> really bad person like they're accepting of me like we have a lot of different personalities in the locker room so uh well, we get along pretty well which is which is nice i know that kind of went a bit off topic but in terms of the actual uh, stadium experience i saw you uh, visited sofi for the first time as well the other day what was that yeah. uh, obviously it will suck if there's no fans within it but what was that ground like seeing it in person so far it was incredible sofi stadium so it's our new stadium that's just being built almost finished out in la out here and it's probably one of the best like 
one of the most beautiful structures that mankind has ever built. I'll go out and let me say that. Like, it is actually that great as far as stadiums go. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what else you'd want. It's got all the tech. It's got all the lounges. It's got massive seating. It's got basically anything you could want as far as the venue outside. They're building a lake where, like, they're going to put some – they're going to have some, like – some, like – I guess uh, like pregame things like that. Like I feel like they're bringing bars around. They have hotels on the campus. Um, they have they're bringing the NFL center out to LA. They're building the building there. They're literally building an entire experience in SoFi Stadium. And so just walking around that, it's still not uh, finished yet. The major structures are just. I feel like they're just adding like the aesthetics, like all of the flashy lights and all of the you know. Uh, like trees and yeah. and things like that. So once that's done, it's going to be even better. But when I was there, it was still phenomenal. And so uh, I encourage everyone to get out there and see a game. It, it, like I'll even go out and say this: even if you go see a Rams game over there, just to see <laughs> this stadium because we play in the same stadium, Chargers and Rams. I obviously prefer you come watch us and watch me jam out. Uh, but just to, you got to get out there, even if it's like a concert or anything. It's 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 something special. I will get the. I mean, that is obviously my goal to get out to LA. But if I do get out to LA for you, Austin, I will go and see the Chargers as well hey, as the Rams. Hey, let me know, man. Let <laughs> yes, me know no, if you come out. 100%. I mean, obviously, when normality resumes, hopefully, um, we will yeah. hopefully do that. But final thing before we get onto like the quick fire things, I've mentioned it earlier and I do want you to plug this and I do want to know more about it anyway. The Austin Eckler Foundation, I understand you might, if you can't say loads about it, then that's fair enough. But what what's the whole deal with this uh, thing you're launching? So the Austin Eckler Foundation, like I yeah, I kind of mentioned, it's in a raw state right now. Just as far as we don't have a specific place where we're going to allocate the funding or the just not even just funding, just the time, because it's going to be. I want my foundation to be more so built around relationships and me getting me or whoever it is, like my mother, the people that work in the foundation to be able to get the time to know somebody and see your situation and then try to help you through that the best way possible, whether that is with funding, whether that is with, Hey, helping you get connections just cause I'm in a space where I, I have a big platform and I have easy access, I have access to connections or whether it's just, Hey, you just need, you know, some more motivation, not even motivation. Cause I want to have motivated people. Maybe it's just like a no class. You just need someone else to think and help you through. And so I want to find people like that. Um, like I said, it's raw. So I don't have like an application process or way to seek out these people. And it's going to be very limited. And I want it to be kind of prestigious as far as like, there's only going to be like three or four probably uh, right now anyway, just because I don't have a lot of resources, three or four people that I help for probably like a year uh, and then kind of let you go and set you free and see what you can do with your life and kind of just, be basically a backup or aid or just be right there next to your side and so I, it's just special to me because that's kind of how I was when I was growing up uh, but I feel like I didn't really have the aid I had to go out there and I just kind of paved the way for myself but I'm just like man if I could create opportunities for people that were like me that didn't end up you know making it to where they wanted to be like myself then I think that would change lives if I could just show them at least at least give them the satisfaction of saying like look someone's give me this opportunity. Let me try to push for it. Let me try to take it to the level where I can do something in my life that I want to do. Uh, Cause I feel like a lot of people just get stuck in a place where like, man, like I, I want to do this, but I can't because of resources, because of my connections, because whatever it is, I just want to help people get over that barrier. And so it's not going to be a lot of people that I can help. I wish I could help more people, but it's going to be a few and we're going to uh, put a lot of time into them. So I'm excited for it. 
Sounds good anyway. And I hope I encourage people to do listen to this. So check that out and keep their eyes on it because I sure will. Anyway, before we finish, I'm going to hit you with some uh, quick fire questions. It's all about your teammates. Oh, yeah. So we've got to be, we've got to hit some uh, <laughs> we've got to hit some honesty. Normally, what I do with people, I normally do them NFL based questions, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want you. To, I know you probably don't want to say who's the worst team in the NFL and things like that. So yeah, <laughs> so preferably that. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it with the teammates. So. We touched on it before. Who's got the best music taste in your locker room? Best music taste in the locker I mean, I would say myself. Like, I, I think I have the best music taste just because I have a, I have a lot of diversity in my music taste. Yeah. I don't know if that's an acceptable answer, but that's what I'm going to go with. I like rock. I'll take it. I like, I like, you know, like old music, like as far as 70s, 80s rock, 80s country. Um, I'll listen to rap. i listen to pop, you know, some country. But, yeah, I just listen to everything. As long as you don't answer yourself for every question, I'll allow it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so I'll flip it. Like that, hey. I'll flip <laughs> it. Right. Who's got the worst music taste? The worst music taste. Um, Someone's got to come in with wearing the beats and just blasting some absolute nonsense out, surely. See, I, I'm a fan of that, though. I love when <laughs> someone's coming in blasting some nonsense. That's what I'm talking about. That gets me hyped. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Because getting them in their zone. Because I know that zone they're getting into. Uh, see, I can't say that anyone has the worst taste because okay. I, I just enjoy so much music. So I can't say because you like this music, you have the worst taste. I don't know. Okay. I also right. would like to go back. I would say Hunter Henry, if I couldn't say me. Hunter Henry has the best taste. I love his music. He likes, uh, he always puts on Chainsmoker Radio in, uh, on like Spotify or whatever. And it's always like the, it's like the beat stuff with like some like techno, like dubstep type stuff like that. And some words and there's some singing. It's a good mix. Okay, I'll allow that. Who's got the best fashion sense? Who's who walks in with the best swag? The best swag. There's a few. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, our quarterback uh, this year. He's got always. This man's always fashionable. Always has his braids done perfectly. Uh, he's got it in a fro right now. But when he came in, <laughs> had his braids. They're always just perfect. There was not one hair sticking up. Everything was just nice and tight. And then he's got his suit collection. He's got like his, I think he's got his own apparel brand and stuff like that. But I would say Tyrod's up there. Um, there's a few more too. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he used to be, you know, pretty fashionable too before he left us. And then, uh, shoot, I mean, a lot of guys dress up nice. A lot nicer than I do. I, I, if you ask the opposite <laughs> of that, I would say that was me. I have the worst fashion. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. You can't put yourself down like that, man. We'll, we'll I'm that. not putting myself down. I'm just saying, as far as fashion, that's not where I put one of my priorities. So I'm just like, sure, I'll wear a button down and some jeans. <laughs> okay, sweet. Who's <laughs> the locker room clown? Biggest the joker. Locker room clown. So I, <laughs> there's a few, man. There's a few. They're not clowns just because they're like, like dumb and messing up. Or yeah, like that. yeah, no, we're not, we're not going with that. Like I would say, Mike Pouncey, our center, is probably the funniest guy on the team. Just, just naturally, he's just a funny person. And then Michael Davis, one of our corners, also up there as well. Just, just their personality, just, just so, just so funny. Like Michael Davis, every time I see him, he just PFP, PFP. He just starts saying PFP. Stands for like pound for pound strongest. That's like one of my nicknames. And every time I just start smiling and laughing. Like, what's up, Mike? <laughs> but yeah, those two for sure. Love that. So, uh, okay, biggest leader. I know. I know NFL. You nominate. You tend. You tend to nominate certain leaders. But is there anyone that stands out, or is like they are the leader of this locker room? 
The lead, I mean, I feel like we just dropped a lot of our leaders. Uh, I feel like Philip was was our biggest yeah, leader, sure. Philip Rivers. And so he was there. Uh, I feel like Brandon Meebang was there. Uh, we had yeah, we had a lot of leaders that left. So I feel like we have a lot of open areas for leadership to step up, especially this year, where it's like, man, like <laughs> we have a short time with each other. So our chemistry is going to have to pick up real fast. Um, so I, I would actually say I don't know who the predominant leader is. I hope that uh, once we get back from the leader room or locker room, people uh, start stepping up as far as uh, leadership right now, just because we did lose literally a lot of leaders. You start to turn over your older players, you know, some years. And last year, this last year was one, a big year for us as far as turning over older players. So we lost a lot of leadership. So can't answer that one right now but uh okay. hopefully i'm creeping up there as far as leadership i know I'm, i've been encouraging guys just you know staying on people and staying in touch and trying to get everyone going so i mean uh, for sure you've been there what it's just nfl such a, i know this is a again swaying off topic a little bit but nfl such like a short career for a lot of players in comparison to other sports so you're going into your fourth year is that right in the nfl right so right you're so, t- you're almost like a vet like your fourth year you're, you're you've been there years you're the vet now Especially in the running back room. I'm the oldest guy in the running back room. It seems like I just got here. I'm like, what the heck? Now I'm the oldest guy here? What the heck just happened? But, yeah, I mean, the average career is three years. So, yeah, there's a really quick turnover as far as people coming in and people going out. I assume you're uh, hoping to be there for a few more years still. No. Hey, that's the plan. That's that's why I signed that contract. So, uh, I wouldn't mind, too. So, if I and the team right now, oh, it's just a great combination. So this doesn't technically have to be the Chargers. This could go back to college football. But who's the most talented player you've played with? The most talented player that I've played with? Hmm. Probably Derwin James. This man is actually a freak. A freak of nature as far as athleticism. Like, actually crazy. Just as far as he's our strong safety right now. Mm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Derwin James, one of our uh, stars, is going to his third year. But uh, came out, he's been a pro bowler. Uh, he got hurt last year, but um, dude is a freak. He's like two, he's probably like 220. This dude, like, I, I'm pretty fast on the team, but this dude is still faster than me. And he's got 30 pounds on me. He's like, God dang, he's like 16. <laughs> His ball skills, he just tackling skills, just all around, just like a wild factor. You see this guy in the field, you're like, wow, that guy, that guy's special. I would say Derwin James. Okay, sweet. And finally, last one for you. You can't say as well, you can say yourself, I'll allow it. But if the, the entire Chargers locker room was to enter a Royal Rumble, who wins? Who wins in a Royal Rumble? <laughs> Is it like like the WWE Royal Rumble? You yeah, we'll, out of we'll go WWE. I feel like a big person would – I feel like I would get tossed out, man. I'm lightweight. <laughs> who would win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> that would be so interesting to see. Like, <laughs> could you imagine watching that? You get like fifty. We'll, we'll guys say it up. Ring. We'll say it up when uh, normality restarts. I'll try. I'll try and make it a thing. Yeah, right. Let's let's suggest that. See see if we can get some work. People pay to watch that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're content creators. Here we are, man. We're doing our thing. Oh, who would win though? <sighs> on my team, on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. That's who, who it is with. Hmm. I feel like it'd be someone that's like really big, but like strong. Not, they don't even have to be really big. I could, I, I, I could back you here though. Like you, you've like henched up loads during this off season. The thing is, I can't lift those big guys. Like they can't, they have like, they have the mass. Like I'm strong. You'll have to to do the old double team with someone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can lift them. 
but they can lift me a lot easier just as far as like their body type they can move me they can just lean on me and it's just like oh god if i lean on them they're like whatever i get off of me um i would say probably mike pouncey okay. i'll say pouncey dude's mean dude's a beast on the field moves bodies out of the way for me up front so i'm saying he's gonna move some people out of out of the ring in a row rumble for sure and that's where we'll leave it at los angeles Chargers royal rumble that's I'm trademarking that on this thing. If anyone ever sees it, and that go, if that goes out, I'm 100% suing because that was my idea. <laughs> but anyway. I'm putting mine on Mike Pouncey. There we go. And Austin Eckler's got Mike Pouncey as a favourite. Anyway, Austin, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've had so much fun talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it was a good time. Thanks for having me, man.